from the top of my head to my feet. Pour your oil on me. Let it fall down on me, Jesus. I want your glory. We want your glory. We need your glory. We need your glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The greatest thing.
has been good to you. And if you're really, really thankful, and if you really came in here with a serious mind to worship the Lord, let's give the Lord high praise. Clap your hands, praise him, thank him, glorify him, magnify him. Tell two people the Lord show is good to me. And give him praise again. Praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. Welcome to all of you to the house of the Lord. What a great joy it is to see each of you and to magnify the Lord and glorify his name here in the house of the Lord. Some are going on vacations, others are coming back from vacations, but it's good to be together this place, and I know you're not going to forget the church as you travel and realize that you're away a Sunday and you've got to be present in some way, somehow, so make provision for that, but we're going to miss you, and we praise God for your presence here, back from vacation, leaving on vacation. Let's give your neighbors a rousing applause. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. I want to welcome each and every one of you to the Lord's house, and Thank God for your presence here. It's such a joy to see all of you and to magnify the Lord with you. And I always say that one of the greatest blessings the Lord ever gave to me is that he allowed me to have the privilege of being pastor of West Angeles Church. I love you with the love of the Lord. And I'm so proud to be your pastor. Do you love your church? I want you to know that your church loves you, and it is our desire to do everything we can to help you to enjoy and be blessed by your involvement, your experience in West Angeles Church. Superintendent David Todd Whitley is a dear brother, a dear friend of mine, a department head, a leader in one of the great departments of the Church of God in Christ, the National Scholastic motivation department. Thousands and thousands of young people are impacted by the ministry of Brother Whitley, and we're so glad that he has just surprised me and showed up at church along with his lovely wife, sent up Sister Whitley. Let's praise God for her. This primary event of the year is when we all gather for AIM convention, more than 10,000 of us in some major city across the nation, and thousands of young people are blessed by the Scholastic Motivation Department and the Youth Department and the Music Department and the Evangelism Department and a host of other departments. We've got another department head, National Minister of Music, Sister Judith McAllister. And she does such an excellent job with the music ministry of the Church of God in Christ and is just returning from a trip to the Holy Land. Amen. I don't know, how. are there any Holy Land travelers here? If you went on the trip with Sister Judy and others, stand up, let me see you. Praise God that you made a safe trip, that you're back home. Let's welcome them back from their travel, back from their trip. God bless you. We're going to go to the Word of the Lord. Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 12. 
Second Chronicles 20 and 12. Would you stand for the reading of the word of God? Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Verse 15, and he said, listen, all you of Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, you King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Verse 17, you will not need to fight in this battle. Come on, tell your neighbor, you will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. Verse 22, and as they began to sing and praise, the Lord set some ambushments against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who were, inv who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. The men from Ammon and Moab rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. When they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. And when the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looks toward the vast army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off their plunder, and they found among them a great amount of equipment, clothing, articles of value, more than they could take away. Tell your neighbor, the Lord's going to give you more than you can take. There was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. And on the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Baraka, where they praised the Lord. This is why it is called the valley of Baraka to this day. How to snatch the victory from the jaws of defeat. Uh, I'll tell your neighbor how to snatch the victory from the jaws of defeat. Be seated. Lord, help us as we share your word. Give me anointing and strength to preach in Jesus' name. Let everybody's life be transformed by your power. Thank you, Lord. Amen. King Jehoshaphat was a good man and a good king. Prior to the time of our text, he set in motion many godly and beneficial plans and programs within his kingdom. Note, in the midst of his efforts, however, to do good and to be good, evil befalls him. He has problems challenges, and difficulties. It's bad enough to have problems when you know you're wrong. At least we somehow feel that we deserve 
what we are getting. But when we are trying to do our best, trying to do good, and it seems that everything goes wrong, that can be discouraging. That can be heartbreaking. That is not the way things are supposed to be. That's not the way things are supposed to happen. When you're good, it seems like good things ought to happen and you ought to be blessed. But God loves us best, not by preventing difficulty, but by standing by us in the midst of our difficulty, by giving us victory out of what was apparent defeat. Psalm 46, 1 says, God is our refuge and strength. And this last one says, he's a very present help in trouble. He couldn't be a help in trouble if we didn't have trouble sometimes. And so God lets us have trouble sometimes, but he's a very present help. Can I get a witness? The believer must not be surprised when trouble comes his way. Neither should the believer surrender when he's confronted by trouble. Jehoshaphat's trouble was designed for emotional devastation. It was designed to take Jehoshaphat out. How many of you have had problems that seem like they were designed to actually take you out, to defeat you totally? Jehoshaphat's trouble, first, many enemies came against him. Not just a few enemies, but many enemies. The Moabites, the Ammonites, the Mayanites. It's bad enough to have to deal with one enemy, but he had thousands of enemies to deal with. Enemies recruit more enemies. Friends sometimes join with your enemies. Friends separate friends. They don't join their friends together sometimes because they feel like they might lose a friend if they have that friend to make friends with somebody else. But enemies are always glad to get somebody else to get on their side, come against you and hurt you and defeat you, designed for emotional devastation. And second, to make matters worse, the nations that were coming against Jehoshaphat became his enemies even though he had not wronged them or dead, dealt with them in any kind of evil way. As a matter of fact, God had prohibited Israel from any belligerent action against these nations when Israel was traveling from Egypt to the Promised Land. This is mentioned by Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles 20 and 16. It's devastating when people hate you and fight you and you've done nothing to deserve their hatred. Nothing to deserve what they do. But you know that's just the way people are. And that's just the kind of thing that some people do. But then there was a third factor that he faced. Was that his so-called friends helped his enemies. His friends did not warn him that the hostile forces were on their way. His friends allowed his enemies to pass through their lands. 
they did not come to his defense when his enemies were making ready to launch an attack against them. So many of you who are present today have had similar experiences to Jehoshaphat. Is there anybody who's been there, done that, have you innocent, you didn't deserve what they did, you had many enemies and many false friends? If you've had that experience, then you understand what Jehoshaphat was dealing with and what he was going through. When Jehoshaphat learned of the situation, when he found, about, found out about the fact that these three enemy nations were coming to destroy him and to defeat him, Jehoshaphat became afraid. The Bible says he feared and he set himself to seek the Lord. He set himself. Sometimes you need to make an appointment with God and seek him only. Give your attention and your effort and your energy to the ordeal. When it really gets rough, you say, now you don't have time to pray and to consecrate yourself to the Lord, but you can have a problem and an experience that will drive you to your knees and that will keep you there until you get some kind of deliverance from the Lord. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So Jehoshaphat set himself, positioned himself, arranged his schedule so that he could seek Almighty God. And then he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. Now all of us would agree that this is strange military strategy in the face of an enemy attack. A fearful leader making deliberate efforts to seek God, not gathering his weapons and his army, not mobilizing his instruments of war, but bowing down on his knees and calling on God. And then causing people who would normally need their strength for battle to go on a fast that could only weaken them physically when they had to fight. But there are too many forces today that cause us fear, crime, immorality, dangers and destruction that's coming upon our youth, economic instability, crazy political leaders. So many things are going wrong and happening that would cause us fear. And so many human programs have been launched to deal with these problems. But though we have program after program after program, the problems still remain. And the fear still torments us and causes us to be afraid. Possibly Jehoshaphat was familiar with the Psalm 34 and 4, where the Bible says, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from my fears. Jehoshaphat remembered that God worked in Psalm 34 and 4, and he decided, I'm going to seek God's help. We should learn that that action provides a good pattern for all of us. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. It's good to seek God. It's good to reach out to God. If you seek God first and his kingdom and all of his righteousness, God will take care of you. Can I get a witness in the house today? Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. He set himself to see God, and then he involved others by calling a fast. Fasting places God first. Let God know he's more important to you than daily nourishment. Fasting expresses reliance on God because it deliberately causes one to be weak and famished physically, but causes his faith to be strong in the power of Almighty God. Fasting is an act of obedience. It strengthens the will, and it subdues, subdues fleshly impulses. Then fasting obtains a reward, and it strengthens the spirit. Our spirits are sometimes impacted by the things that we are confronted by in life. But when we take our spirit to God in prayer and in fasting, God has a way of building us up and making us strong. Jehoshaphat and his entire kingdom, even the women and the children, came and stood before the temple of the Lord. Jehoshaphat prayed a beautiful prayer. That prayer closed with these words. Verse 12, we have no might against this great company that's coming against us, and neither do we know what to do. But our eyes, Lord, are on thee. The only difference between Jehoshaphat and many people today is that Jehoshaphat was honest, and he was open regarding his predicament. So many people today are overwhelmed and they're perplexed, but they won't admit it. And because they don't admit it, they don't get the help from God that they really need. But Jehoshaphat didn't put on any phony fronts. He didn't try to impress God by his strength or by his might. He was honest with himself, and he was honest with God. God, we don't have enough power to deal with what is coming against us. And we don't know what to do. But Lord, our eyes are on you. Tell you, lift your hand and say, Lord, we don't have power to deal with life. Neither do we know what to do. But our eyes are upon you. Is anybody looking to the Lord? The Bible says, look unto me, all ye ends of the earth, and be saved. For I am God, and there is none else. Nobody really knows what to do today. Nobody really knows the answer to the problems that we confront. And our eyes need to be turned toward the Lord. Eyes of expectancy. Eyes of trust. Eyes of dependence. Eyes of petitions to the Lord. Eyes of faith. They need to be focused on the Lord. In God we live. In God we move. In God we have our being. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. If you know the Lord will do it, clap your hands and give him praise. And one thing about this prayer, they did not pray and then rush away. Some folk pray on the run, never have time to really go before the Lord and spend time in the Lord's presence. 
But you're going to confront something that's going to make you come before God and stay there until God brings you through. But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Listen, when you take some time to pray into the Holy Ghost, into the presence of the Lord, into the anointing of the Spirit, God will step in and bring about a change. How many of you know the Lord will make a change in your life? And so Jehoshaphat and the people waited until they got an answer. And answer them the Lord did. The prophet Jehaziel, anointed by the Holy Ghost, came and gave a prophecy to them. In Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 15, Jehaziel said, Be not afraid, not dismayed, by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Then he said in verse 17, You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. And tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Somebody said, well, this preacher is not really impressing me today. I'm not, I'm not in that sermon that the preacher is preaching. But listen, this sermon it may not be for you, but if somebody else is here who you have some enemies that you don't deserve, ask your neighbor, do you have any enemies that you don't deserve? This sermon is for you. Ask your other neighbor, have any friends forsaken you? Then this sermon is for you. Do you have problems despite your best efforts to overcome them? This sermon is for you. Are you afraid of anything? Are you confronted by something you can't handle? Don't know how to deal with it. This sermon is for you. Are you having difficulty choosing a plan of action? If you are, this sermon is for you. Tell your neighbor, this sermon is for me. And the Lord said, the battle, the battle is not yours. It is God. God identifies himself with us. And he says, your fight is my fight. I just came by to tell you, if you're struggling to do God's will and bring glory to the Lord, your fight is God's fight. Will you tell two people your fight is God's fight? They shall bring forth the Son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which is God with us. And so God is with us. And not only is he with us, he's going to fight for us. And we're going to win. The Holy Spirit is called a comforter. One called alongside of another to help and to live. And the Holy Ghost is in your life. The Holy Ghost is in the room right now. You may be bearing a burden. Sorrow may be plaguing your life. But the Holy Ghost is here right now. Tell somebody the Holy Ghost is here right now. Set yourself. Set yourself to seek the Lord. Take your mind off of what's worrying you. 
and what people are saying about you and seek the Lord. Set yourself. Stand still. If you take action, it would be the wrong action. If you move out, you're going the wrong direction. But sometimes you have to just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Come on, tell your neighbor, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I've got a feeling that God's going to work it out. All right. I just want you to know God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we may ask our thing. Would you tell two people, let God handle it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Take that sickness to God in prayer. Take that trouble to God in prayer. Take that money problem to God in prayer. Is anybody here who knows God is able to work it out? Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pains we bear. All because we do not carry everything, everything to God in prayer. And so when they got that prophecy, when they got that word from the Lord, 2 Chronicles 20 and 18 says that they praised God all that day, got up early the next morning and praised God some more. And in the midst of their praise, God began to work. They had three armies coming against them, but they were a hallelujah, anyhow crowd. Hallelujah, anyhow. Never let your problem get you down. When misfortune comes your way, lift your hand to God and say hallelujah. Come on and say hallelujah. Anyhow, they prayed, and God went to work. They praised God, and God brought them out. Praise increases faith. I said praise increases faith. If you'll pray, God will give you additional faith. If you'll pray, and if you'll praise God, God becomes everything that you call him in your praise. When you praise him, your faith is built up. When you praise God, you cause God to go into action on your behalf. When you praise God, you bring God's presence on in a special way. For the Lord inhabits the praises of his people. The more you praise him, the greater is his presence in the room right now. So they praised him. I said they praised him. Sister Judy helped us out with this matter of praise. Sister Judith McAllister says that the Bible has several words 
for our praise and each word for praise is an indication of what the prayer is doing while he is praising and praying to God. Toda is the first word. It means to lift your hands up in a cup-like manner, giving or receiving something from the Lord. And so we told our God, everybody stand up, hold out your hand in a cup-like manner. Lord, I'm ready to receive what you impart to my life. Lord, I need your presence. I need your anointing. My hands are empty, but I extend them to you that you might fill them and bless my life. Everybody say toda. But then there's another word, yada, which is to lift the hands up with all your strength. High before God, I surrender. I give up all. I worship you, not just with my lips, but with my whole body. And I extend my hand in surrender unto you. But then halal is the third praise, third word for praise. And halal is to make an open show about your adoration of the Lord, to be clamorously foolish, act crazy, giving God praise, clapping your hands, lifting up your feet, calling on God at the very top of your voice. Hallelujah, halal, halal is clamorously foolish praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You might think I'm crazy. Might think I've lost my mind. I'm going to praise you. Clap your hand. Oh, clap your hand. Give God praise. Give God praise. Give God praise. Give God praise. Yeah. They had another word for praise. That's the word Zemar. That level of praise is where the musicians come in. The musicians give that level of praise. Zamar unto the Lord. Come on, let me hear it. Let's get with them. Come on, let's give him praise. Clap your hands. another level to healer which is to lift up a song a praise unto the Lord to sing in the spirit to magnify him with the song come on sing a song to the Lord Lord we love you Lord we praise you Lord we bless your name we magnify you we glorify your name I worship you almighty God I give you glory, I give you praise. Lift your hand and say, Lord, I love you. Lord, you're great in my life. Lord, I bless your name. I got one more word that I've got to give to you. That word is Barak. I said it is Barak. It is to kneel, bow down, move from side to side, walk in the spirit. That's Barack and God. Come on, everybody. Come on, everybody. Just start walking around, telling God I love you. I praise you. I'm waiting on you. 
I'm seeking your face. I'm seeking your presence. Yes. Come on, bless the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise, yeah, shall continually be in my mouth. fat and the people were doing all that. They had one more word for praise. That word is Shabbat. And the Shabbat is to praise him with a loud voice to shout glory to the Lord. Come on, praise him. to healer, praise to the Lord. The Bible says the Lord set ambushments against the enemy and the enemy by the thousands were destroyed. The enemy by the thousands were defeated. When they got up the next morning and checked things out, they didn't see anything but dead bodies. One enemy had attacked another enemy and another enemy had attacked that one enemy. They were fighting among themselves, one against two. And then when that one was left, his own soldiers turned against one another and destroyed them. And in the valley, there was nothing but dead bodies. I see why we were praising God, while we were magnifying God, while we were blessing God. The Lord set ambushments against our problems, against our handicaps, against our trouble. He was setting ambushments against our enemies. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, while you're praising, you can be healed. While you're praising, your needs are met. While you're praising, that problem is resolved. While you're praising, God is working it out. God is working it out right now. Wish somebody would praise him. Help me praise him. Help me praise him. Help me praise him. Stand still. Tell your neighbor, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Yes. 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 Hallelujah. I don't know how you feel about it. I'm decided I'm going to snatch the victory from the very teeth of my enemies. I'm going to succeed. I'm going to overcome through the power of Almighty God. No matter what comes my way, I'm going to lean on the Lord and the Lord will bring me out. Grab your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, the Lord will bring you out. Tell two people it's all right now. All right. All right. It's all right. 
neighbor be healed, be delivered, and be set free. Go to somebody else and say, be healed, be delivered, be set free. Keep on walking, be healed, be delivered, be set free. It's done praising, it's done praising, it's done praising. Hallelujah. You can have the victory. You can have deliverance. You can have the power of God. Hallelujah. You won't need to fight. The battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, that battle is not your battle. It's the Lord. God will take care of it. God is able to fix it. Oh, yes, he is. He fixed it for Joshua. All he did was march around the wall. God brought down the wall. He fixed it for Gideon. All Gideon did was break the lamp, let the light shine, and blow the trumpet. God will, if he fixed it for them, he'll fix it for you. Come on and praise him. Bless his holy name, bless his holy name, bless his holy name. It's done, it's done. In the name of Jesus, Simon Peter was locked in jail. Chains were on his wrists, chains were on his ankles. Sixteen soldiers were standing guard over him. There was no human way that he could escape, but the saints were praying. And when saints pray, things began to happen. Over in the jailhouse, God sent an angel while the saints were praying for Simon Peter. The angel stood up in the jail, touched Simon Peter, said, wake up, stand up. Simon Peter could have said, I've got chains on my wrists. I've got chains on my ankles. I've got soldiers all around me. Why should I get up? But the angel said, get up. Simon Peter said, all right, stood up. And when he stood up, his chains fell off. He walked out of the jail, a free man. Tell two people when you stood up, your chain fell off. Tell somebody else when you stood up, your chain fell off. I wish y'all would just give him some praise. Give him some praise. Give him some praise. Walk around, touch your neighbor. Touch that neighbor on the shoulder. Touch him, touch him in the name of Jesus. It is done. It is done. I'm going to praise my way through this. Bring it on, devil. I'm going to praise my way out of it. I'm going to praise my way over it. I'm going to praise my way through it. God is able to bring me out. Yes, yes, 
Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I claim deliverance. I claim victory. It is done. Hallelujah. Uh, this is Miracle Ground up here. All across this auditorium. Miracle Ground. Deliverance Ground. This is the ground that the Lord will work miracles in your life. If you have faith and trust him to believe. If you need something from the Lord, run down here to Miracle Ground and praise God for your miracle. 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 Come on, open your mouth and praise him. Praise him. Whatever it is, lay it before the Lord. God with all back in the aisle. In the aisle. Miracle ground. In the aisle. Deliverance ground. God is healing. God is delivering. God is setting free. God is bringing you out. God is bringing you over. All they did was praise him. God set ambushments against the enemies. I see God taking care of your enemies right now. Come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor, God will take care of your enemies. It is done in the name of Jesus. Come on, praise him. Come on, praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Come on, lift that hand up. Take hold of that miracle. Take hold of that miracle. Pull it to yourself. In the name of Jesus, it is done. As you go back to your seat, let's go back tell your neighbor, it is done. 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 Hallelujah. you far you have done it and we give you glory give you praise we give you honor we claim the miracle now you said we would not have to fight you said the battle was not ours it's yours you said you'd fight for us you defeat our enemies and so we walk by faith and not by sight and we praise you, Lord, and thank you for all that you are. 
and all that you have done. I want to pray for somebody who does not know Jesus. You're fighting the battle of life by yourself, on the road alone, without help, without strength. Jesus died for you. He rose from the dead. On the third day morning, he conquered death. Jesus conquered death. And if he can conquer death, he can do anything you need him to do. Why would you live one more day without him? Why would you try to solve your problems and resolve your conflicts on your own? The Lord says, I'm with you. I will help you. If you need to be saved, if you need your salvation, if you need to be forgiven of your sins, if you need Jesus in your life, this is the time for you. I will know that you desire prayer by the lifting of your hand. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. If you would say, pray, pray for me, preacher, I want to be saved. If that's your prayer, if you know you need your sins forgiven, lift your hand where you are. I'll pray for you right where you stand. Right there, the Lord can deliver you. Right there, the Lord can perform the miracle that you need. The work of deliverance can be done in your life in the name of Jesus. Every head is bowed. Lift that hand. This is your day, your time, your time, your time in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for every uplifted hand, for every individual in this room who should have lifted their hands and did not. I pray to the Lord for all who need your salvation, your mercy, your forgiveness. Come into their lives, dear Lord. Let them never be the same again. Transform their lives by your power. Bring them to you and give them your salvation in Jesus' name. Repeat this prayer after me, everyone. Dear Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. Please forgive me for the wrong I've done, the wrong I have been. I want to be saved. Lord, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that he died for me. I believe that he arose from the dead. I accept Jesus as my Lord and my Savior, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, clap your hands. Give praise to God.